Welcome to Maiden Speech. I'm your host, Monica Ferguson, self-worth and mindset coach and portrait photographer from New Zealand. And you are in the right place to get uplifted, empowered and inspired. I'm so lucky to have amazing guests come on and share their wisdom about all things related to personal development and being the best version of ourselves. I'm really passionate about reminding people that they are good enough and to have honest and vulnerable conversations where we connect on a real level and have lots of laughs. You can find me on Facebook at at Monica Ferguson Coaching, where you can join my group for extra inspiration. And I'm also on Instagram at mon3.0. Thanks so much for being here and please reach out and connect. I would love to hear from you. Let's get into it. Hey friends, it's Monica Ferguson here and welcome to my latest episode of Maiden Speech. I hope that wherever you are in the world, you're safe and your family is safe and that you guys are all taking really good care of yourselves. This week though, I have quite a special guest. I mean, all my guests are special, right? But this one, I met her when we were five years old at primary school and it's been so awesome watching her journey to build her little empire and her passion and and everything. So I'm so excited to bring you Danielle Burkhart, who owns a clothing brand called My Boyfriend's Back. And she also owns a boutique called Hebe, which is based in the Wairarapa in New Zealand. And so it's been so awesome chatting with her about what it's like being a creative entrepreneur, what it's like balancing family and creativity and business and all that good stuff. So I really hope that you enjoy. Let me know if this resonates with you because I think that a lot of people will connect to it. Now, can you imagine telling 10-year-old us, us's, us? What's the plural of us? We? I don't know. Yeah, the 10-year-old, you know what I mean, the 10-year-old versions of us that this is what we would be doing when we were growing up. Yeah, well, yeah, kind of. I mean, (laughs) I, yeah, I I always kind of thought I would like to try and go down this path, you know, um, well, a creative path. So, I don't know, I feel like, I think about this sometimes, especially because I've got a daughter of my own, you know. Um, and my stepdaughter, she's 12 now. So we get into conversations sometimes like that, you know, like what did you want to be when you're older and stuff like that. So I feel like for me, I was never one of those people that like didn't really know what it was that I liked or, you know, so as a kid and when we were at school together, you know, I still love art. I still do the same kind of things. I don't know if I would have, um, anticipated I'd be doing exactly what I'm doing right now but I think yeah it rings true that I'd be doing something like I do in fashion and things like that yeah with a family and working and yeah just giving it a try yep you have no idea how annoying that is (laughs) (laughs) like I was in my life figuring out what I'm doing you're like I always knew um but that actually totally makes sense because I always remember my mum telling me her first memory of you, which is so cute. And it was like the first day of school. I don't remember meeting you for the first time, but she she does. Um, and she remembers you running up to her and like showing off your boots to her and like being so proud about your outfit. I'm like, that is so cool. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's what I mean. I just, I feel like there's just some things um, that I've always known since I was a child that I've yeah. just loved so much and they've stuck with me for such a long time that I guess, you know, you wing it 
obviously, every step of the way, I still feel like I'm winging stuff all the time um, and you just gain more knowledge as you go, but the essence of it is the same. And yeah, I've always loved love those things I've always been passionate about like fashion and art and creating things so um somewhere along the line it just gave me enough confidence to just give it a go yeah <laughs> so I think I'd be really happy if I was talking to my 10 year old self you know to know that I I've tried to apply some of those things and I'm, I'm doing it now yeah um yeah I don't think I've I haven't veered off course too much, I suppose. Like I didn't, I didn't love like ponies as a kid and then I've ended up, you know, <laughs> being a potter or something. Like yeah. I think it's just been in me. It's kind of awful. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So when, okay, all the, the fashion stuff kicked off for you when you were still at high school, right? High school, college. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I did textiles at school like you do when you're in college. Um, yeah. And love my teachers at school actually I, I did a lot of art and um you know things like that graphics and things some things I liked more than others um but yeah along along those lines and then um actually something really inspired me a, a student came down uh she might have graduated she came down from Tauranga and she spoke to our class you know like they do and um she'd done a course and stuff like that I would have been probably 16 at the time so quite impressionable and she just sounded super cool and it was it just encompassed all those things that I loved and obviously she'd moved she'd moved away from home and it was something that I was thinking about at that age so yeah that was quite inspiring for me and I ended up actually moving to Tauranga and doing the course that she did love it I just thought I could do that you yeah. know um yeah, so I did. I studied it at school, I guess, just taking subjects and things. I mean, to be honest, the sewing at school was was fine, but it wasn't industry standard. It was like home textiles, you know, we made... Pin we cushions made, and stuff. Like we, yeah, pin cushions <laughs> and we and all of those things. Um, so, yeah, it was a far cry from what, you know, the reality of actually studying it properly was. But, yeah, I did. I did as much as I could. I, I dropped subjects that I didn't like, like maths and things that I probably yeah. economics that I should have probably done a bit more of now that I have a business, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you pick it up <laughs> yeah. that cracks me up because I had the exact same thing like the moment I could drop those subjects science and maths and I was like you're out of my life sayonara and then and then I find myself studying photography and it's like day one science and maths I'm like you're kidding me <laughs> like you yeah so much for that and now you know I sort of thought this will never be useful now although in saying that I've never used algebra since school no <laughs> I know you've got to take it all with a grain of salt you know everything's relative isn't it but I think at the end of the day like you know where your passions lie so yeah you know it doesn't it doesn't hurt to follow them and to be honest you know like you pick things up as you go and you know do a bit of work experience here and there if there's something that you know you need to learn more about you can you can always go back and you can always learn so Exactly. <laughs> and I think when it's important and relevant to you, you learn it a lot more as opposed to just having to do an assignment at school. It's like, oh, learning economics is going to help me actually create a business and pay my bills. Awesome. Yeah. Let's pay attention. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're invested, you know. So um, yeah. and it's like I actually have this conversation with students quite a bit. I've had a little bit to do with like just different colleges and I've been asked to, you know, talk to them about different things or, or go and visit their class and things like that. And uh -oh. I found myself saying that to the girls, which has been 
like not a revelation as such, but actually saying it out loud, hearing yourself say it out loud. I'm, I'm yeah. sort of saying, well, you know, I know what it feels like to be so passionate and borderline obsessive with those kind of things. Like it's so much fun and you love it. And, you know, I used to be out painting canvases and doing art stuff till like one or two in the morning if I could get away with it without my parents knocking on my door and being like, why aren't you asleep? You yeah. know, um, but at the end of the day, if you're going to choose something to have as a business, you actually want and need the, the business to be viable so um you know you do need those skills and there are elements of that that are really important and at the time you will care about it because if that's your business you need to make money and you need it to work so all of a sudden you do kind of care about maths and you do kind of yeah. care about those things so you know <laughs> yeah. don't totally dismiss it there'll come a day where you'll need it and and you will care about it yeah yeah, that's that's me now. That's yeah. <laughs> and now my son's coming home from school. Like, do you do you know how to do this? And I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, I love I love that thing about. Oh, I just love talking to creatives because we are a different breed, honestly, and no one understands us. There's, I, it feels like coming home to me, like when I can talk to another creative, I'm like, oh, because that thing, everyone says that to me, like, your mind is so busy all the time. And I'm like, it's not. It's filled with things that I love. It's, yeah, it's just pouring out all the time, all pouring in, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That is the perfect way to describe it. It is. It's either, it's all just coming out because you have these things that just come through you and it's all an expression of who you are. Or you're, are you, do you find that you're like this, sort of all or nothing? So when you're in creative mode, you're just like, yeah, yeah. it's 2am and you're like, you've, you haven't eaten all day and you've forgotten to shower or whatever. You're just like so consumed. And But then when you're off, you're just like an absolute zombie. I feel like it's part of my personality as well now that I've you know I've been like this my whole life um my mother would probably say and I think probably has said to Johnny at times you know uh that I I do get consumed by things or when I when I've got my mind set on something it's really hard for me to switch off and that's because you are you're all in on something and you know once you start heading down that path you know like all these other ideas are coming to you you're trying to filter stuff out you get inspiration from this place and you know you've got to like channel everything to really get the result that you want so you've got to go through this whole process and I think that yeah unless you're a creative person it'd be hard to understand that because it just is quite overwhelming really and it is a little bit obsessive um and you could you could just throw away you know endless amount of days trying to get this project done or find what you want yeah yeah it's fun I, it is fun it is and do you find you too that you're compelled to you know yeah well it's, it's like I just think it's it's an expression of who you are so you can't stop it you can never mm. turn it off um my coaches used to just laugh at me because they're all about you know balance and stuff and they're like they've pretty much given up because they say yeah balance um good one um but it's like they just appreciate now that I have cycles you know and when I'm on I'm on and yes, you know, I said, describe it. Yeah. You need to finish at 5 p.m. And what? Watch the news and make dinner? Like, no. If I've got something going on, I'm going to go for it. But then when I crash, I do crash hard. So, you know, to be fair, I, oh, the juggle is hard, but it, I really find it hard when you're in that, that yeah. state. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be really hard to switch off too, can't it? I, I find that, um, you yeah. know, being a mum as, as well, Sometimes I'll, I'll have days where I've been in the zone 
for hours and yeah. it'd be nice to come home and kind of unwind and or if I need to change into a different mode or setting I, I need a bit of a cooling off period but quite yeah. often you don't get that yeah. so yeah flicking the switch can be quite quite difficult but I feel like I'm you know I'm getting better at it as time goes on yeah but yeah balance is a bit of a myth I think sometimes <laughs> I love it we're a goal yeah <laughs> Okay, so let's. So you went and studied when you were, you were 17? Yeah, I was 17. I got actually accepted into, into Wellington as well. And I think I applied to go to Palmerston. I, I kind of just looked at a few different options. Obviously, there were different courses and different things available in different places. But after I'd heard about this course in Tauranga, we'd also been on a family holiday to Tauranga a couple of times, by the way. And I had decided when I was younger that it was just really cool there and I really wanted to live there. And oh, I just said to my parents, I really want to live in the mountain. One day I'm going to move here. And it sounds a little bit silly or a little bit, um, I don't know, just spur of the moment. But I, that actually, I think at that age, really impacted my decision as well. And I kind of liked the idea of doing something a little bit scary um, because my, I've got two brothers and they're a lot older than me. So I, I essentially kind of lived like I was an only child. Um, I wasn't, but they had already, you know, long moved out of home and things. So I had a really close relationship with my parents and it was a really big deal for me to move out of a small town and move away from them, especially, you know, seven hours or so away. But at that age, it, it just would, was something I really wanted to do so I think I chose I chose that just based on those things and I did I was 17 I didn't do my last year of college I didn't do year 13 yeah. uh, and my parents moved me up there and I lived by myself in wow. a little unit yeah and I enrolled in this course I didn't have a car or anything so I had to to you know like learn town and uh, walk in and catch a bus and, and go out and I, I made friends there and you know, fast forward a couple of years, I ended up flatting with them and I'm still friends with them now. And um, yeah, it was honestly one of the best things that I ever did for my independence and, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good. I love that. Intuition, a hundred percent. I think that's... Absolutely. Yeah. That thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. And actually just, I think um, it's one of those interesting things actually, but I feel like, and I, I always felt like as a young person, um, how I was saying before that I, I kind of had a sense of what it was that I wanted to do. I also wasn't much of a warrior. I was a little bit of a free spirit like that. So I kind of used to just have faith in, in things just working out. And I guess, cause I had such a great bond with my parents and they were, you know, back home. I knew that they kind of had my back in the background, but they also gave me the space that I needed to, to grow up as a person. I kind of just didn't worry about anything going wrong. Whereas now that I'm a parent, I feel like you probably, I worry almost a bit more now that I'm a grown adult, but it's um, back then I, I didn't. So I actually had the best time because I think I grew in so many different directions in so many different ways. It just, yeah, it was a really good experience. Mm, looking back. I love that. It's so awesome to have such supportive parents as well. Yeah. Oh, crucial. Definitely. Yeah. And just... <sighs> Just to sort of be at home and say, oh, well, if this is what you want to do, then go and do it, you know? Yeah. And just see what happens. <laughs> so cool. Okay, yeah. so what happened? So when did you graduate? And then when did you start your, your label? So I graduated, I would have been, um, oh, not 20, just 
yeah, just shy of 20, I think. Uh, and in, in the space of that time, so I studied up there. I also did, um, within the course, we did like a small business management course, which I think, you know, like I did and I completed. Um, I wasn't as sort of present in that as what I am now actually being a business owner, but it was good to yeah. complete it and learn a little bit more about those things we spoke about before. Yeah. <laughs> School. <laughs> um, but we also did work experience, which was a real highlight for me and another another stage that I, I feel like I um, experienced a lot of growth. I went to Auckland for a period of time and we got in contact with um, a label that really inspired us. And so for me, because I'd been um, sort of following fashion for so many years, I had like, you know, like a myriad of just New Zealand labels up there that I used to love and used to spend all my money on that I'd get from work on their garments when I was living there when I was 17 and I'd eat just two-minute noodles for the week because I really just wanted the outfit <laughs> and sacrifice my money for it. <laughs> um, I went and did experience, work experience with them. Uh, I went with Lonely Hearts, I think, for a while. And we had to live in Auckland for that period and work with them and, and all of that. So that was really cool. Um, I graduated not long after that and I actually got top of my class, which was a surprise, but that was really, really cool. We had to put on a show and everything and there were judges there. So I won a little bit of money and I, um, Went yeah. shopping? <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I got a little bit of money and I obviously got this award, which was just really cool because I think all students can relate to the fact that you're just exhausted at that point. You know, like I was up all hours of the night. I think I lost some, some shears, um, some scissors one night and I was crying. I just was very emotional. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then from there, that was the end of my, of my course, but I did hit a bit of a speed bump at that time because it was, um, we were going through a recession. We we're about to go through a recession then. So I had some, some pretty big decisions to make. I was living in this really massive flat with all of my friends. Um, there were like eight of us in this house and they were all studying too. So we were all deciding, you know, where are we going to go and work? Uh, where to from here. So I actually had to make the decision whether I was going to stay living in Tauranga, which is not a cheap place to live, especially if you're a student, mm -hmm. um, or if I was going to move. And um, I, had a, I had a boyfriend at that time, and yeah, we just decided to part, and I decided to move back from Tauranga down here. Um, I was originally going to go to Wellington, but it was just really hard to get a job. And so... Um, I was feeling sort of two two opposites. I was feeling really happy and really elated that I'd got to the end of this course and I had this, you know, I was in this great stage of my life and I'd um, I've achieved what I've achieved and I, I got the reward for it. But on the other hand, it was like, what do you do with these skills? You know, I've had all this praise. What do I do with it now? Um, where do I go to work? And yeah, that, that part was quite difficult because there was no clear answer for that. Yeah. Um, and just because you're finished, you know, your study doesn't mean that there's just an obvious job there. Yeah. You have to create some of this stuff for yourself. And I think, I mean, it still happens now a little bit as well. You know, people might go to university and stuff and get amazing um, grades and, you know, get a degree and things. But there's not necessarily just a job waiting for you at the other side of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I came back down here. Uh, I moved actually back to Masterton for a period of time just to figure out what it was I was going to do, save a little bit more money. And yeah, I just applied for a whole pile of jobs. Mm. I went to Wellington after that. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about, because I've been dying to know this, all about your label, how it started, the name, how, how you created it all. 
Yeah, so uh, so at that stage I was in Wellington and I was working um, in bridal actually then, which was mm. which was quite cool. Yeah, uh, so I had a flat down there and. I'd always thought post my study, it would be really cool, obviously, to have a brand or go into the fashion industry. So that was still going to be my intention, despite the fact it was, you know, a sort of difficult climate at the time. So while I was working at this other job, I pretty much just started brainstorming uh, what it was that I wanted to do and where did I want to do it. Um, I would have needed, you know, startup money, all that kind of stuff. So I pretty much just started uh making up all these little concepts and figuring out contacts that I had using some of the skills that I had from my study, um, how I would actually do it. And um, it was just a really small operation, pretty much. I ended up just doing some sketches uh, when I was back home in Macedon with my parents sometimes. Uh, my mum would say to me, oh, I know this lady. She's really good at making patterns and yada, yada, yada. So one thing led to another. I pretty much got in contact with um, who is still now my my CAD uh, developer, she does markers for me and sends them to Auckland. So literally I've been working with her since the beginning of all of this. I went round at her house, had a cup of coffee, showed her these pictures of things I wanted to make and she made some patterns for me. Um, I obviously could pattern draft at the time, but I kind of started outsourcing little things straight away just to get the wheels turning. Um, and yeah, she made up some patterns. I, I made some samples and then I pretty much just had to have a whole lot of confidence, put my big girl pants on and actually reach out to stores and be like, hey guys, I've got this brand. And that's how, that's how it started. It was really basic and you just have to call people <laughs> and reach out to people and just put yourself out in that school. And um, yeah, during that time, I moved back from Wellington to the Wairarapa um, to kind of focus on it a little bit more. And yeah, to my surprise, stores came on board and it just grew. I started selling and um, making collections and yeah, I, I had stockists. So that was cool. <laughs> Make it sound so easy. <laughs> I know it's not easy, but yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it definitely wasn't easy. It was really just a combination, I think, of like application, yeah. opportunity, and a little bit of luck as well. And you know? boldness, a lot yeah. of boldness. And I think yeah. this is this is where creatives get get really caught up is that like you can learn, yeah, you can sit in a classroom and get graded and, and make nice portfolios and stuff like that. But when you have to go out into the real world, it's a whole new set of challenges where you're required to back yourself yeah. in front of people. And that's, I think, where all this other stuff comes in around self-worth and what we are willing to receive and what we think we deserve and all that kind of stuff. Because especially, I think, when you're a creative and only a creative understands that thing of putting yourself out there like that because it's not... And I always talk about it in regards to music because, you know, I sing and um, the difference in being a singer versus playing the bass guitar where it's still something external from you but when you're a creative it's your own abilities your thoughts your ideas and we're putting it out there open to rejection open to criticism um, yeah. open to people loving it but also open to people hating it and think you know and then we have to kind of learn to be okay with that yeah absolutely. <laughs> and I think uh, there's so many things to know but there's no way to know them until you have started experiencing things and you just put yourself out there and it is a really vulnerable time um, because I, I know that I had so many questions to ask and I didn't know who to ask. I didn't know 
really what I was doing in so many ways, you know, like taking the study and then actually putting it into, um, into action was totally different things. And you're conversing with people, you are, you're putting yourself out there, you don't know what's going to happen. And absolutely looking back, it was really amateur, you know, so many things about it were, were amateur. But like I say, with a little bit of luck on your side, and if you are, you know, you're persevering, you're, you're persistent, and you keep, you keep trying. And, and if, you, if you keep sort of referring to that in a voice all the time, that's just saying to you, you know, like, if it's not going to work, I'm just figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. I think that's where creatives, um, you know, they can kick into gear quite a lot. And that's where your perseverance really pays off. Because quite often you're like, okay, this isn't working for me for some reason, but I'm going to come up with another innovative way to make it work. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of what I feel like I was doing that all the time until I started to get a little bit of momentum and then things would start to fall into place on their own a little bit more. Yeah. It was definitely still a struggle, but, um, you know, each step is one step closer to getting to where you want to be or even more how that you need to operate. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I am so curious to know though, like from that point of, you know, sitting on your floor at 2am sketching stuff up being like, Am I doing this? Yep, I'm doing it. Um, to then having to go in front of people. How did you find, like, what came up in you around fear? Because this is a big one, I think, that people struggle. Like, no, no, we don't talk about it. But actually, everyone who's successful has gone through this massive period of really having to learn how to back themselves, you know? Yeah. I think that um, for me, like I was saying to you earlier, I, I had a couple of things on my side and the fact that because I was young, and a little bit free-spirited, and I guess I had a little bit of faith that somehow things would work out. Um, that, was, that was enough of a push for me, and the fact that I just really wanted it, I wanted it so much, that that was enough for me to, to at least give it a go. Um, but yeah, it did not stop me from feeling anxious quite often, you know, and you, you second guess yourself all the time. And when you're a solo person as well, you're one person, you're not part of a team. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know who to go to, to ask questions about, about all of this, you know, like, am I doing it right? Is this wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any good advice? Uh, it really was just me by myself. So I, I guess on one hand I was nervous, but on the other hand, it was either do it or don't do it because I had no one else to do it for me or help me along that way. So in the end, I just, I just gave it a go. Um, when you're living in a place like New Zealand and there's small towns and small stores around, that's actually amazing uh, because you know, often you are dealing with one person yeah. or a couple of people and, and we're, we're quite nice people you know, to deal with and to talk to as well. You can, you can honestly, you can call a store um, and say, hey, and some people are a little bit, um, you know, more serious than others but generally people are happy to have a chat so I think um, that was on my side as well and yeah there were definitely lots of things that happened uh, that I didn't see coming or you know quite amateur on my part because I didn't really know what I was doing a lot of the time but then the people that were were happy to talk to me you know they'd say oh awesome that's a great job like totally looking for something new come and see me or call by or I would say oh I'm traveling around with my range do you want to come and see it and you just have to be confident and call them really. Um, yeah, I definitely wouldn't sugarcoat it and say that it was, it was easy and I wasn't nervous about it. But I think it's just that moment that you have where you're like, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. And how much are you going to let it hold you back? Yeah. So yeah, 
obviously I followed through and I was successful <laughs> with certain things. And once you get the ball rolling, uh, especially with, um, well, with any creative project, I guess, once you get the word out there and, and it becomes a bit more normal and people hear about it and things like that, it's easier to get other things on board. You know, once you've got a couple of stockists for me, uh, I could then get another couple, another couple, because it's, it's the process um, and people can see that it's a product that's, that's getting out there now. So in a way, it, it got easier. Uh, the initial part was, was really a little bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I totally identify with that. <laughs> I yeah. feel like a lot of people get stuck in that thing of like what really wanting it, but then having to manage. And I talk about this stuff so much and all the coaches that I've worked with and stuff around managing that fear because it's huge. Like it is so huge. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay. So tell me more. So with your, your label, you, um, you went to fashion week. Yeah, so uh, as the story progressed, I had a few stores on board and uh, there was a lady who got in contact with me and a couple of other New Zealand designers. Uh, obviously, my stuff is made in New Zealand. It's always been made in New Zealand. So I had a small team of people, you know, those original kind of people that I was talking about before. Uh, she she kind of got in contact with us and she decided that she wanted to create this group, uh, which was just called New Zealand Fashion Designers. And it was about, you know, like young talent that was coming out. And uh, she kind of broke the ice with Fashion Week. I mean, it was Fashion Week anyway, but I don't know if I would have um, branched out and contacted them myself. Yeah, it was 2013, I think I had my show on Fashion Week. And along with the show, which we shared, uh, we had like a buying space. So that was really good for all of us as emerging designers because we could work as a collective and we got uh, retailers like I am now coming to see yeah. us and they could view our collection. And with that, we got press and we got, uh, you know, media and things. But for me, um, that was a really interesting time because I just had debt. So he's now seven, but he was seven months at the time. Mm. Wow. And I took him to fashion week with me. Um, but I don't recall seeing really anyone there with a seven-month-old baby. Um, but yeah, I guess that just goes back to, you know, what we're saying about being passionate and just giving stuff a go and making it work. And I just, I really wanted to give it a go. So um, I, I had Johnny to support me, but I made it work and it was cool. It was, it was great. Yeah. Real highlight. Yeah. Love that. So question, have, at any point, have you wanted to quit? Uh, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say quit. Um, there's definitely been times where I've wanted to, uh, I'd wondered about how can I sort of transform this or how can I recreate aspects of this and then just disregard <laughs> other aspects of it. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, it's really difficult, you know, like people would be lying if they said that any of this kind of thing was easy. You know, it's a lot easier to not put yourself out there. It's a lot easier to uh, do what you love simply as a hobby or a passion and not trying to turn it into a business. Yep. That's, that's really difficult. Um, 
So yeah, totally. There have been times and I've been through loads of different transformations as, a, as an individual personally as well. You know, like I, I, I am married, I've got children and um, my, my personal life has gone through lots of changes. We've built houses and we've had a lot of other stuff on the go. My mm-hmm. husband, um, well, we have another massive business, which is actually, you know, the main, the main thing in our life. So um, my fashion is not not always my main focus Mm. so yeah there have there have been times but I think that it's always been my gut feeling that I need to do something like this so even if I wasn't doing what it is I'm doing right now I know that I would do it in a different form yeah I just need to stay connected to it somehow yeah yeah I totally get that and the reason I ask is because like over the years I've had you know when things get really hard I mean the few times that I've threatened to quit it has been a momentary thing. It's been like a huge week and challenges and you sit on the floor and you just go, if this, I'm done. Like, <laughs> but then yeah. you wake up the next day and you say, but this is actually who I am. So I will make this work. <laughs> you know, yeah. you give yourself a pep talk. But it's interesting because like, again, from the outside, you know, there are the people, the well-meaning, well-intentioned people who say, Monica, you need to go back to university and finish your degree and get a nine to five job and some security and da 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 da. And my response is, mm, that's not who I am. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yep. And I, I feel like creative entrepreneurs understand that it's not, it's like, it's not a choice. I mean, look at you from what even probably one year old, you know, you knew that this was what you were meant to and meant to be doing. And mm-hmm. it's so interesting. It's like the whole, your whole life has led you to it. You know, look at, like you say, Tauranga and um, that person that just happened to be at your school who happened to tell you about this and like all this, all these setups and things, you know, yeah. and then the pattern like maker and how she just happened to be there. And she, you know, it's like the universe has just pointed you in the right direction. And I feel like the same thing right. happened for me. Um, it's like, it's who you are. So it just, it has to be. That's how I feel about it anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think it's about seeing those opportunities and actually saying yes to them and backing yourself to actually give them a go and see where it might take you because it's going to be disheartening um, along the way for sure. And totally, you know, I know even now that I'm not going to be doing exactly what I'm doing as a job right now forever and ever and ever it's going to change I'm going to go through chapters of my life or you know as my children grow I'm going to need to do different things for different reasons but I know that I'm always going to do something along these lines and and more doors open along the way for you because it is it's kind of just like you're on that path and it's just who you are as a person so there's like little things that light up along the way that just draw you in and you're like, Oh, that's a bit of me. That's a bit of me. (laughs) It's so true. Oh, it's the perfect description. That's exactly what it's like. Like shiny object syndrome eh? over there. You're like, yeah, you can't avoid it. Totally. Yeah. So then how did, how have you found, especially being in creative stuff where you see a lot of other people's stuff. How do you not compare yourself and how do you keep yourself feeling really positive? about what you're doing yeah it is really difficult in the uh the environment that we live in i think for everybody you know um i mean fashion is perceived as an incredibly uh pretentious kind of industry as well which to be honest it's not uh there's definitely elements of it you know because i guess 
for lack of a better word, but it's, it's the vanity thing, you know, people feel like uh, fashion and beauty and all that kind of stuff. And you add it in the mix with social media and people putting their best foot forward all the time. Uh, it's a bit of a recipe for, um, you know, perceived perfection. So definitely it's really easy to compare yourself and it's really easy these days to compare yourself in every aspect. You know, like you see people being fit, looking good, their businesses are thriving. You see people have X amount of followers or their business has grown this much or someone's just a full-blown entrepreneur now. You know, how do they achieve that? Um, I think that it's just, it's everywhere for everybody. For me, um, it's the relationships I think that I've formed that I find the most grounding thing. And I think that surrounding yourself with people that prop you up, that pour into your cup, that don't take away from you is probably the crucial thing, you know? Like nothing makes me feel better than talking to good friends of mine or my team that I have at work, the girls that um, that work for me at Hebe are amazing. Mm-hmm. And we all get on so well on a really supportive level, you know? So it, it's this constant sort of conversation is really grounding. Um, you know, you might find yourself looking at stuff online or you might be analyzing something and you can get pulled into that, you know, and without realizing it, you know, you can get into a bit of a negative headspace. But as soon as you come back to earth and you're talking to those kind of people, they will give you some positives and they'll prop you up and you'll talk about what you've achieved or where you are. And for me, that's all I kind of need to, to know that I'm in the right spot for me. I love yeah. that so much. I think it's so important that we take time to do that. And I think to it, like I'm always talking about this, but in our culture, we're not really encouraged to do that. It's not really a good thing to really celebrate our achievements and be proud. You know, we're meant to be humble. And, um, and especially yeah, when you work by yourself and you're on your own, sit there and have a team meeting by yourself and just let's, you know, <laughs> yeah. about how great we are. But it's so important. It's so yeah. important. Absolutely. And I think um, even even lately, you know, like I've had some new friends come into my life, I think over the last sort of year or two. And quite often, I'm not sure if it's because you're older, you realize the more you, you, you receive their friendship in a different light. Yeah. And it feels like you're just meant to be friends, you know, those people that come into your life. But I feel like I've, I've come across a few of those lately, which has been awesome. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's because I just appreciate what they're saying to me even more or it really strikes a chord for me but um yeah I've, I've got a few of those friends in my life at the moment and I find that um they're really grounding for other reasons like you know they might live a slightly calmer life than me or they don't they're not doing what I'm doing or their kids are older than mine yada yada but I'll see them or we'll go for a walk or something can they like you know take a day for yourself or you're doing so much or you're achieving so much or you're so busy and they kind of validate these unspoken feelings that I have sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you're thinking things or you're feeling things. And I, and I, I think that this would happen a lot um, for men and women who are in business, but who are under a lot of pressure all the time. You know, we love to achieve and we're so driven down this path that we're on trying to get stuff done and be the best we can and achieve all these things. But sometimes on the inside, you can also feel like, oh, I just need a bit of a break you know, or I just want someone to understand me or understand how hard this is or how much I'm trying. And those friends see that in you. And it's so important to have them in your life. You know, you don't want just people that are standing there being like, oh, you're saying things like you're so lucky. 
because oh that's the worst one eh? (laughs) well actually I have had a bit of luck in my life obviously but I've also said yes and I've applied myself and you need those those friends in your life that that aren't going to say that to you that are just like you know take a day for you (laughs) yeah it's okay it's okay to be tired you've got so much on your plate um or, or even the friends that encourage you to say no sometimes yeah yeah oh, you have to there's yeah. just so much that gets thrown at us it's like you actually have to again I always come back to self-worth it's the answer to every yeah. problem it really is because I think too and I totally identify with that thing in business and especially you're a creative you've got a thousand ideas you know like for example it, this always makes me laugh I go I go to this 90-day planning thing every 90 days and you sit down and it's like an opportunity to get all your goals out and what you're going to focus on and they give you like yeah. 20 pages and I fill them up and then I need more pages right because I'm just like <laughs> I have a thought everyone else is like I can't think of anything and I'm like you know like a, a gazillion things <laughs> but it's like actually we don't have to always earn it and I think this is where the self-worth bit kicks in where you've got to remember that you're good enough if you sit on your couch and watch Netflix and relax today, it's like we don't need to earn more money or have a bigger business or whatever to be worthy. And then we take a break because I think that's that's the mentality. You know, I'll stop when I'll be happy when I'll you know I'll take a holiday when I'll spend time with my family when it's like no, actually those things are the things that fill you up anyway, which make yeah. you when you show up, you're a much better version, much a much better business person, a much better creative anyway. Yeah, I so agree. And despite this being um, an internal desire that you've got, you know, um, and you've, you've had for so long, it also doesn't, um, that's not your whole identity. That is not who you are as a person all the time. Yeah. And it doesn't need to, um, to claim you in every single aspect so that, you know, it's got hold of you. And if you're not, if you're not doing well in it, or you're having a bad day and you are sitting on the couch, that doesn't mean that you've failed. Or it doesn't mean that that's all that you are, you know, you are a friend and um, for me, I'm a mother and a wife and, and things as well. And those things are, if not even more important sometimes than, than just being important. It's, it's, um, it's about, well, I don't want to say the balance word, but it's about just finding <laughs> off sometimes, you know, and that's okay too, because you're not going to, you're not going to achieve everything you want to achieve in one go and you can't be perfect all the time it's about going through the highs and lows and then and then being okay with it because it's going to happen you're going to have days where you just don't want to know about that um and i think with social media um on your 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 question that you actually asked before like (laughs) you you can easily scroll and look and see things and start comparing yourself and for me i find myself thinking Am I, am I looking at this because I'm inspired by it or am I looking at it because I'm comparing myself to it? Mm. And quite often um, I'll realize that I've been doing, say, this thing for too long and it's having a negative impact on my mood now or I'm looking at it because I'm inspired and, and that's something I'd like to um, achieve one day. So there's a fine balance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah totally totally identify with that as well um now talk to me about the name of your label (laughs) where where did it come from how did you come up with that so it doesn't really have a super exciting story apart from i i just there's there's a song there's a song called my boyfriend's back it's from the 60s and you'll probably know it Uh, my mum used to listen to it actually she had one of those old cassette tapes and i just used to love that song and i guess it became a little bit of a 
a cult sort of favorite thing to do as well you know when like stolen girlfriends club and stuff came out lonely hearts it was a little bit of that whole um edgy romance thing yeah yeah it just was one of those things that always sort of stuck in my head I just loved that song so I just decided when I was coming to my brand I didn't know what I was going to call it and I didn't want to call it my name so I just decided that my boyfriend's back would be a cool name um yeah I could kind of make it become anything and it didn't it didn't have a particular you know frilly name or it didn't have um yeah something classic or it didn't have my my name on it so yeah I just rolled with it and since it's just been shortened to MBB quite a lot but um yeah it's a long name but it's kind of distinctive as well and it's interesting people remember it because it's kind of unusual so yeah totally is what it is (laughs) I love that that's a good story what are you talking about (laughs) so how yeah 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 so um how long have you been in your store now? Yeah, so my journey with Hebe is, is flying by, actually. I'm in my sixth year this year. Wow. Uh, and I'm in my second year, coming up my second year in uh, a newer shop. I was in a smaller store over the road previously for four years, and then I needed more room. So that's, that's quite incredible for me, really, that I've been in this new space for two years because that's just gone so fast. and. Um, our aesthetic is a lot more clear and um, just visible in the space really I've got like a lighter space and I feel like it feels like it's got the mood that I wanted and um, it represents us really well now so I feel quite at home in this shop yeah yeah so cool so you've got a team how many people do you have there yeah I've got three staff members and that's not including me, obviously. I float in and out. <laughs> we all work part-time. And uh, yeah, they've pretty much been with me from the start. I actually, so Hebe was an existing boutique and it had been open for just over a year in Kurapuni, which is a little, you know, little village area, Masterton. And um, two farmers' wives had the store. They hadn't ever worked in a retail store before they just saw a gap and they knew that it would be a good business idea so I actually stopped um, my boyfriend's back in Hebe originally at the time so I had that relationship with them and I would take my clothes in and basically uh, they just sort of a year after that had the store they had it in a partnership they just kind of randomly said to me when I went in one day we're thinking about selling the shop would you want to buy it and I kind of went home and I said to Johnny oh my God, this is like a crazy weird thing, but I feel like kind of excited about it. They asked me if I wanted to buy the shop and he was like, well, this is, you know, a massive lifestyle change. And we obviously had to go through all the motions, talk about it, figure out what I wanted to do and if it was a good idea or whatnot. For me, it felt a little bit like this would be an opportunity for me to do more of what I love um, with a baby though in in one space you know rather than just doing my brand because when you have a clothing brand there's a lot of travel involved wholesaling's not easy you know you've got to do your look books your sample ranges there's a whole lot of work and then you actually have to move around with it and I was a team of one so having the shop meant I could do my label as well I didn't have to stop that but I could also be in one place so yeah I said yes and I've, I've still got it um it's changed obviously but yeah, yeah. Mm. I just love is anyone keeping notes here on all the random <laughs> quote-unquote things that just fall out of the sky at you like they just throw themselves at you like oh 
And you should open a shop now. Here it is. <laughs> that you say that. I've not really, like I've noticed, but I haven't really thought of it like that. But I, I mean, I actually, I remember you and I having a conversation, I think it would have been a few years ago now, but about those kind of things and um, about just putting good thoughts out there and, you know, good things that you're looking for will come your way. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I guess it's true in a in a sense. Yeah, I mean, manifest. <laughs> they so do, and even context like the name of your brand, even like you just happen to hear a song that's been floating around in your head for years, and then you happen, you know, it's like all these things. I love it so much. Oh, it's so good, so so good. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a good it was a good thing for me, and like I said, um, you know, having a young family and the thought of being able to do what I wanted has been awesome, and my skill set has grown so much. So actually, it's been great for me because I've just had all this extra access to things, and my whole um, my whole world has opened up in that sector. So I've ended up. Um, I mean, now now I'm a buyer. Now I'm a retailer. Yeah. Whereas I was just a wholesaler, but I've kind of been able to experience both sides of it now simultaneously, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so I love that, that part too of being an entrepreneur, especially when you're open to change is how quickly things evolve, you know, like probably for both of us when we're sitting in the classroom being like, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to design this label and, and I'm sitting there going, Oh yeah, I'm going to be like the photographer. And then how quickly though, you know, it's again, shiny object syndrome, but it's like, I don't think we're meant to stay still as well. I don't think it's that we get distracted. I think it's that we're constantly evolving and that it's like, it was always part of a journey where it was, that was your starting point. And then you learn the skills that you need or you, you grow out of something and you, you know, you go down a different path as well. Absolutely. And I do think that evolving is the key word. Yeah. because we are evolving and I think it's important to not get too stuck in what you are doing and and like I was saying about this being a chapter you know with Hebe I know that I may not be doing this exact thing like I wasn't wholesaling solely as, as one thing you know long term uh, it will continue to evolve but as long as you're open to things and you allow things to come your way and you take up opportunities a lot of the time you might meet somebody and you guys get talking and you realize that you've got something in common or you're sharing something and ideas can be formed and then before you know it you're on another path or you're taken down a totally different place and um, sometimes that's your destiny too it's all relative but it's just part of the bigger picture yeah a hundred percent I think it's so exciting that you never know what's going to come next like you know you had some random conversation one day with two ladies and it's taken you down this whole new path you know it's amazing like, I know, and it becomes your every day, and it's it's hard to even remember like why was like day to day, Monday to Friday before I was here now. But now this is my my normal. Um, and back to the girls, you know. So Karen, Karen, she um, she was working in the store already when I when I bought it. So Karen has been with me this entire time. Yeah. And then Chevelle came on board. Chevelle had never worked before in a in a formal sort of job setting. She has um two beautiful children. And so working for me at Hebe was her first sort of proper job. She also lives a little bit out of town. And um even with that, you know, 
being an informal kind of person, I just, I hired her because she just had the best energy and she was so nice and lovely. And I just thought this is the kind of person I want to be around and I want to have in the store. And she's just taken everything on board. She's learned everything about fashion and brands that I've, I've taught her through the shop and she still works with me now. And I've also got Tiana who came on board not long before I took maternity leave for my second child. Uh, and yeah, we're, we're just all still together as a tight knit little unit. Tiana's got three boys of her own. And so it's quite cool. You know, sometimes we have the kids out the back of the shop or just do what we need to do and help each other out, swap around days and hours and everyone essentially works part-time hours so that we get time with our family as well and it just works yeah amazing yeah I love that so as much as I don't want to use the word balance um (laughs) (laughs) the elephant in the room right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it it is about that though it is it's about having time to to be with your family and things as well and I think I try to be as inclusive as possible. I believe that everyone has something to offer. So I don't like to be formal about the structure of things. I don't feel like, you know, this person's job should just be that. I think that it's important that we all do the same kind of things. And for our customers that come into the shop, they can have the same experience with everybody. And we are all able to help each other out because life isn't isn't a straight line. You know, you've got to be fluid and people get sick. And when you are a parent, there's lots of random things that come up in the mix as well. So I think it's, it's really nice to be able to have that structure where you can spend days at athletics with the kids if you want and then you can go into the clothing store and have fun in there and you know it's yeah it's good good to have that flexibility yeah yeah so true so what are you what are your kind of goals and things at the moment are you happy with where you're at are you wanting to you know expand more do you have more ideas that you're working on or (laughs) so I don't I don't feel like I want to expand anymore uh johnny my husband is a cray fisherman so we fishing and fashion is uh, our lifestyle (laughs) and they they essentially fit in pretty well actually i suppose like they're kind of seasonal uh so my my current situation is i've got hebe to a good place where i've got some really cool brands on board uh iconic kind of brands like the ones that when i was 17 i wanted to do work experience for you know like i have them in my shop now and they they got in contact with me to see if they could stop me so that's really a really cool thing and uh i'm really proud of that i'm proud of the fact that i've had the store for six years and i've grown our brand portfolio buying is uh sort of six months to a year ahead at times so it's not the kind of thing that you can just change you have you're in it for for that period before you start to see that product come in so uh, I buy most of the time. It's pretty much a full-time job for me now, just having so many brands. I've got a huge amount of emails and people that I communicate with, designers and um, reps and things like that. And then obviously I've got the actual management of the business, uh, yeah. the, the books and the admin. And we've got an online store and a website, things like that. And I, I have staff. So um that's basically a full-time job for me now and I'm grateful for the fact that I've got a great team because I do work from home a lot more now than I ever did before and I've got meetings all the time uh, to view ranges and collections so to be able to do that I, I then need the girls on the shop floor to actually serve the customers and sell the product uh, so that's pretty much the setup that we've got 
I think we've expanded quite a lot over the last few years. I've got a huge clientele on our website now. We sell a lot of product on there. Um, yeah, the wheels are turning with all those things. You would have seen these like payment gateways popping up everywhere, you know, lay by and all these extra add-on kind of things that you can put on features and stuff. So we're kind of up with the play with all that kind of thing. And yeah, I'd like to think that I've got to a good spot. Um, Johnny and I, as, as a couple, we, we've kind of been talking about minimizing, I guess I'd use the word, or just refining our life, just streamlining it a little bit because we've been really busy for a long time. Um, just to give a bit of context, we got married when I was 22 and I got pregnant with Jet when I was 23. So I've just turned 30 uh, and we are coming up eight years married in April and we've had our youngest girl was three. So we had another one and um, my stepdaughter was 12. So we've um, been living in this new house. We've, we built for two years now and we've, we've built two houses since we've been together. So we've had a heap of <laughs> going on it's a lot yeah it's a lot <laughs> and uh we've loved we've loved it you know but I think together we're like we need to start just slowing down the pace a little bit and trying to connect a little bit more to the things that are really important to us and just like sink our teeth into a few more hobbies and things as well so I guess mm. any expansion that I'm kind of I'm looking forward to is actually probably on a personal level rather yeah. than a business level um and I think that in a way that's a milestone in itself because if you can actually get to the stage where I trust the girl so much in the store and, and I'm actually able to create a little bit of room for myself mm. in the mix is actually a really good thing because quite often you feel like you're actually doing the opposite. You are so, you're so driven and you're on so many time constraints and you're, you're actually driving yourself into the ground, you know, trying to get all this creative stuff out all the time. Um, I'm actually trying to flip that around now. So that's, that's probably, yeah, it's, it's a good thing. Good thing to talk about really good thing to reflect on. Cause it's, it's a hard place to arrive at. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's an amazing, like, it's an amazing accomplishment. And also I think it's an amazing reminder for everyone because again, all the entrepreneurs, like no one starts their business to work a thousand hours a week, but at some no. point, you know, and, but we don't talk about this. We, <laughs> we don't. Yeah. <laughs> you just pull hours out of nowhere. You just find them. At <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's not that popular. You know, you hear all these phrases, self-care and self-love and all that stuff. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it's not actually a bubble bath. I mean, sometimes it is. But actually, yeah. it's that. It's sitting down with your partner and looking at your life and making it work for you. And, you know, and looking after yourself and having time with your kids and, and having time to enjoy your life. It's not just about this constant pursuit of what comes next. With yeah, no... And yeah. the pressure of being one or the other, I have struggled at times, uh, probably in the last year I've, I've noticed it's been coming up for me or I felt like it's been a trigger for me and I was trying to figure out why I was finding this a trigger. But sometimes I'd go out and, you know, it'll be a normal place like the supermarket or school or something and people will say, oh, what days are you in the shop? I haven't seen you in the shop for ages or the last few times I've been in there, you haven't been in there. And, and without meaning to, I guess at times I'd take it on board like, are they insinuating that I'm not doing anything or that I'm at home like just signing off all the time or are they saying that you know 
I, I need to be in there or they'd like it better if I was in there or do I need to rearrange what I'm doing with my time and, and it would just trigger this sort of just wave of all these questions uh, and that probably wasn't their intention at all they were just literally saying like oh how you been going yeah. I haven't seen you for a while but um, for me it's it's been kind of trying to shed all those expectations because I think as well when you are putting yourself out there and you are um, trying to provide a service or something for people, you take all of this on board. You take people's perceptions and expectations and comments and compliments, you know, positive things, negative things on board. Mm. And sometimes you can you get to a place where you're actually not making decisions based on what you want to be doing or what you need to be doing. You're actually doing them because you're trying to please people. And so for me, I don't actually want to be in the shop every day because I'm trying to get balance. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah, and I, I just, I want to be present for other things. And I've got other things as well that make me happy, you know, like I've got hobbies and stuff I want to do. Or some days I do want to read a book at home or I want to get on top of my washing. I want to take my kid to swimming lessons, stuff like that. And um I love that, you know, and, and it's, it's cool to arrive at this place. So without kind of into the justification of those kind of things, it's, um, it's a bit of a self-check. Like that wasn't, that wasn't something to be offended about. Just, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm busy doing other things. So, you know, I'm doing what I can. Um, yeah. And I found that that's been, that's been kind of where I've been at, I think for a little while, just trying to, work through those kind of feelings yep i totally identify with this totally yeah i think too what i've been thinking about the last 20 minutes or so is like labels and i not like clothing labels the other kind of labels you know (laughs) (laughs) but the way that we almost i think especially in this sort of hustle mindset um how we can take our you know our jobs and things and make them our identity and Mm. And I think, you know, when we're talking about evolving, like you can't evolve if we're so, if we're clinging on so tightly to, I am a photographer, so I have to be a photographer. If I was, if I hadn't let go of that, I wouldn't be able to do this, you know? And this makes me so happy. It's like, oh, it's the best thing ever. Mm. But if I was so like, but I'm a photographer and that's it. And I was too afraid to kind of look at, who I really am and actually understand that for me, photography was just an, a part like a way of expressing a part of me, you know, um, the, the things that about photography that, that I enjoyed were connecting with people. So actually yeah. that the camera is irrelevant, really. It's all the yeah. other stuff that I really enjoyed, but I just think that that's, it's such an important thing to, to look at if we're going to create more balance and I'll <laughs> have to censor that word in the podcast and the edit. <laughs> No, well, there's a parallel going on because I think we were talking earlier about pursuing your dreams and your goals and when you're a creative person, allowing yourself to just give in to this sort of obsessive, consumed feeling that you get uh, to to follow what it is you want to do. But then there are little checkpoints along the way and potentially they come a little bit later. You know, I am six years into having, having Hebe. I certainly wasn't thinking about slowing down or or whatever earlier on I was just all in I was doing whatever I needed to do to get what I wanted to get yeah. uh, but but there are checkpoints along the way where you do need to ask yourself you know is this serving me in a good way 
mm-hmm. and I think that's that's probably that's probably a good a good point to get to at some at some stage if you're able to you know and like I said it's really just thanks to having such a good team and I guess uh, the evolution of the business so far but for me that's that's good growth the fact that I can step back a little bit now and I've got a little bit of time to reflect and think about what it is that I do need as a person and not let it um, impact on my well-being as well as it being something that I love that I've created that fuels that fire for me yeah it's really hard to get to get it both ways but just little things can make a big difference too, you know, saying no sometimes. Yeah. And like you say, outsourcing as much as yeah. you can. Um, yeah, delegating. Letting go of control is a huge thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, I've been really inclusive with my team because they do have so much to offer. And uh, there's certain things that only you can do in your own business, you know. Uh, a lot of it is the boring stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but certainly there are there are just there's so many skills that everyone everyone can provide often different things and it's important to just call on all of those to enhance your business so that you can really focus on what you're good at doing as well because sometimes you can spend your time doing things that actually another person could totally do you'd be better spent doing something else but I've found that that's that's a bit of a learning curve too and a little bit of discipline because I, I do it now all the time still. Like I'll go onto the shop with every intention of coming home an hour or so later to actually do some work, you know, accounting or something quite boring. And <laughs> I won't. I'll be in there for hours. <laughs> and, then, and then I see people. And often it's those people, like I was saying before, just, oh, hi, I haven't seen you for so long. And then I get talking to them and, you know, serving them, styling them, trying stuff on. Before you know it, it's time to get jet from school and I haven't done any accounting. So, <laughs> yeah, just can't help myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So what would you, are you working with anyone at the moment? Like you were saying you're going into schools and things. Are you still doing a bit of that sort of stuff, like mentoring? Yeah, I, I get asked to do different things at times. I try to be really supportive of the community. I'm always donating things, little vouchers and fundraisers and stuff. Um, we, Cherie, who had Churchfields, which was a shoe store in Kurapuni, we did a few fashion shows, just like fundraisers for Aratoi a while ago. Uh, yeah, I do things like that. And quite often, uh, just teachers will get in contact with me from school. Sometimes, uh, I've been to St. Matt's, I went to St. Matt's uh, for college, obviously. And just go and talk to the class or they might have a few questions about certain things. And yeah, I don't, I don't mind doing that. I've done a couple of sort of career day talks, which is a little bit weird because you don't often think about yourself in that light. Yeah. But yeah, it's been, it's been quite cool to give back. And I, and I have thought back to that, uh, the girl that came and spoke to us at college and I just thought, well, it sparked something for me. So yeah. Happy to do it. And I bet you have someone else. I bet you've been that person for someone else as well. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I, it's, it's nice to think that you do have something to offer, I suppose. We, we, you still feel so young, don't you? I mean, I just turned 30, but <laughs> yeah. I, I still, you know, you never quite feel as old as you're supposed to feel. I'm like, I'm sure that when I was a child, being 30 was quite adult. But to them, to them mm. you, do seem, you do seem old enough. I'll get there and then I'll stand up in front of them and start talking or they'll ask me some questions and I'm like, oh yeah, I do look kind of old to them. So 
this must be right. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So, okay, so over your your whole journey with all of this, what is the thing that you're most proud of? Uh, I'm probably most proud of the fact that I've stuck at it, I think, mm-hmm. and I have believed in myself and I've just tried and tried again I think that's probably the key thing because it it is easy to to quit um I'm probably most proud of that and the fact now that I've got a little team of people and we are so tight-knit and you know they love working in the store and now if I look at my circle I've got them I've got all these relationships that I've built with brands that when I was a young kid I would have love to think I'd be here now you know I've learned all these skills what I've gained from it all I guess I'm saying is so massive um that I wouldn't I wouldn't be doing any of this I wouldn't have all these things if I hadn't just kept trying because time passes and you're gaining stuff all the time you're learning things all the time so it's all positive really good experiences and bad experiences all help you so yeah, I guess I'm just pleased that I've allowed myself to to have this. Yeah, I love that so much. Yeah, and because it, it comes across like your just your kind of attitude and approach to this stuff, like in terms of it, you're very positive. I love that. I love that so much. You know, <laughs> but I, even- I, try be, I try to be positive because you know there are there are lots of negative things that happen all the time. Yeah, but it's it's not going to help you letting them define you, you know, or that they, they might represent a moment, but they don't have to represent the steps going forward. Yeah. And I just don't like the idea of being stuck. I think life is fluid and things do evolve all the time yeah. and there has to be a way. So <laughs> I just, I might need some time out, you know, being negative and, and like sort of wallowing for maybe a day or something. But all in all, I think if you, if you get those people around you as well, that group of people that lift you up, then it'll help you climb out and you can then, you know, hopefully gain a little bit of clarity. Yeah. And move forward. Totally. I just wrote down, um, there has to be a way. So you just named our podcast. Because that's it though, but but that sums it up, right? That is your philosophy. It's so obvious in the way that you've approached everything is that you just wanted it and you weren't going to let any excuse stop you because there had to be a way. There's like the element of faith in everything that you've done, which I love because you've got to have it. If you don't have it, then you'll just be jumping into the unknown and hoping for the best kind of thing <laughs> yeah I yeah actually I guess that's a good way to describe how I how I feel I I suppose I do I have faith uh, and I have faith in, in everybody and in other people all the time and often you'll have friends um come and you have a conversation and they might say oh I'm really struggling with this or this isn't working out for me and I guess that's probably now that you've said it but probably my main advice is just have faith because it will, it will work out. Everything will work out. It might not be in the way that you expect, but there is a way and it will get better. Yeah. Just gotta, gotta see it. Well, that's it. It's the, fo- it's the choice to focus on it and not get consumed by all the other stuff. That's the thing. I think that's the difference. But yeah. 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 Oh, this has been so good. So good. I'm all inspired now. I want to go and create something. 
<laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. I'm actually hoping to spend a little bit of this lockdown time doing some creative things too. Like, I want to get back into doing a little bit of art, especially now that I've got the kids home, a little bit of drawing and just things that I haven't had time for um, in a while. And then going forward, like I was saying about creating a little bit more time for me as well, I might might be creating some good habits. So it's a good opportunity to get started. <laughs> totally. Totally. Awesome. Well, we should probably wrap it up there because I've totally lost track of how long. I think we've talked for over an hour. <laughs> that was inevitable. Right? <laughs> we could continue easily as well. But um, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I love that. So inspiring. So, so inspiring. And it's been really cool. Yeah. Talk about it. I think um, we all go about our day to day, but we don't always hone in on the fine details. Yeah. And like to reflect back as a, and you know, one of my favorite sayings is the Steve Jobs one about you can't connect the dots looking forward. Mm. But when you look back and you start to see how all these things just fell into place and it's, it's quite cool. And that's where I think the faith thing comes in where you start to see how actually it was all working for you. It was all working together. It's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's yeah. cool. been really cool to catch up and it's really cool to talk to someone that you've actually known for years and years as well it's yeah time has passed and so many things have happened we are still 10 years old <laughs> i still feel 10 <laughs> i don't think you ever feel like a grown-up the consensus seems to be that you never actually wake up one day and think you're a grown-up <laughs> no, i've actually found myself asking the kids a few times you know like do you think i'm old do i seem old to you yeah. so far they've, they've said no so that's yeah. well trained yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably for a reason, but <laughs> so good. Awesome. Cool. Well, thank you again for your time. So I appreciate it. It's okay. Thank you. Good to chat. Yeah, and I'll put the links and things below so everyone can go and stalk you online. Oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> come and stalk me. Yeah. <laughs> everyone will. Okay, awesome. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. Okay. Mom. Bye. Bye.